Did you miss Canty and Carlin? And apparently, half of America agrees with me. Because just a little while ago, Canty, I put it up on my Twitter, at Chris Carlin. Canty's is at ChrisCanty99. A poll. Is a holiday card a, parenthetically, sometimes unintentional flex? Right now, 49.6% say yes. 50.4% say lighten up. There you go. Right down the, the middle. Na- the, na- the nays have it. So, so far, you can go there and vote at Chris Carlin. By all means, please do. Because if I'm wrong, I'd like to know it. And if, I'd write, if I'm right, I'd really like to know it. Of course you would. Just <laughs> like you'd like to know that you're right about your take on Tua. But I Listen, digress. Yeah, I, I already know I'm right about that. Canty and Carlin wow. on ESPN <laughs> Radio and on the ESPN app. We're presented by Progressive Insurance, also on Sirius XM Channel 80. We have got some Thursday night football tonight, and we began the show today talking about the need for both of these quarterbacks to play well and win this game and who it actually means more to. And it's crazy that we're saying it about Geno Smith, but it's even crazier that we're saying it about Brock Purdy, who nobody even knew was on a roster midway through this season, and he has come in for the 49ers the last two games and done a very good job. For mm-hmm. me, for Geno Smith tonight, there's an awful lot on the line. Let's first of all hear from him on what tonight's game means. Man, it's a it's a big division game. Uh, primetime games, we love them here. Uh, the fans are always, you know, since I've been here, they're always electric. And so we look forward to that. But for me, um, it's a division game, and we got to, you know, win these games, these next four games, to give ourselves a chance for the playoffs. So that means the most to me, probably more than any other game we've played this season. We got to be locked in and ready for this one. The, the meanings here for Geno, Chris, are twofold. Yes, that's number one. Mm-hmm. But number two is how John Schneider and that front office and Pete Carroll are evaluating Geno going into next year. And a game like tonight is going to go a long way toward whether or not he gets paid this offseason. Yeah, I mean, you got to win division games at home in December, right, Carlin? Mm-hmm. You got to find a way to be able to get that done, especially when it's a short week and the team that you're playing against is starting their third-string quarterback. So it feels like it's tailor-made for Geno Smith to have a day. Now, nobody's taking anything away from what Geno has done. He has the fifth-best QBR this season. But if you look at the last three games where the Seattle Seahawks are 1-2, and you're talking about Geno Smith having six total turnovers in three games, Carlin. It's hard to win football games in this league when you're giving it away at that rate. So he's got to be much better tonight against the San Francisco 49ers. The only problem is he's going up against the number one defense in all of football. Listen, if Geno goes out there and wins this game tonight and plays very well, I I personally believe he's going to be the Seahawks quarterback next year anyway, but I think there's a lot more there for him. This is a guy that at this point in his career has only made $14 million in 10 years. Yeah. And – For a quarterback, that's certainly not how you draw it up at the beginning. And nobody's holding a fundraiser for him, Canty, but this is it. This is a big chance to go and get, you know, a two- or three-year deal at, I don't know, $18, 20000000 a year? Is that nuts? 
if Geno Smith continues to play. I mean, he's got 25 touchdowns and eight picks. No, it's not crazy to think that Geno can be making north of $20 million a year on a new contract this offseason, Carlin. But I think that's contingent on Geno Smith finding a way to punch the ticket for the Seahawks to get to the postseason. And in order to do that, Carlin, I'm saying that he has to get to nine wins. And the reason why I say nine and not ten is because they have head-to-head tiebreakers against the Detroit Lions and the New York Giants because they beat both of those teams. So, really, this is about them finding a way over their next four to get two wins. We know they're not going to get a win on uh, Christmas Eve in Arrowhead Stadium playing against the Kansas City Chiefs. So, you can scratch that one off. So, you got to win two of your next three. And the next, you know, you're talking about the 49ers, the New York Jets, and the Los Angeles Rams. You got to win, you know, two of those three games. It feels like tonight is the spot where you could lock one of those up because of the circumstances that the Niners are dealing with. So, yeah, Geno Smith, if he wants to guarantee that he's going to be the week one starter in 2023 for the Seahawks, he's got to find a way to win this game so they can be on solid footing when it comes to their playoff prospects and getting into the second season. Canty, they lose tonight. Are they still making it? Because if 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 we're saying that they're not making it, we're saying that the Detroit Lions are. Right. Yes. So the and they at this point would have to get to nine at that. You'd have to win. You or would they have to win out? They're at six and seven. Yeah. So, the tr- Detroit yeah, doesn't have, have any, to the playoffs are now for Detroit. Detroit no. is in the playoffs right now. Detroit is in the playoffs right now. Seattle loses tonight. You mentioned Kansas City. I don't think Seattle's getting home. I, I maybe I'm entirely too bullish on the Jets' defense. Yeah. But I, I really do believe the Jets can go to Seattle and win. So mm. that's why, I and, and it's, I'm not going to sit here and try to tell you, that's why this game against the 49ers is all the more important than any of the others. Left. No, it's important because it's the division game. They are trying to get to the postseason, and it would go a long way. But if they do lose tonight, I think, I honestly believe they're in some trouble. Well, just think about how much better your position if you win tonight. If you win tonight, then you're talking about trying to find one more win over yeah. your next three games. Yep. I mean, this is a team that's good enough to be able to do that. They don't. They haven't had a three-game losing streak at any point this season. I mean, they, they, the, the most that they've done is lost two consecutive games. And, Carly, you got to go back to weeks two and three to, to see that situation. So, I, I just I, – I feel like this is a team that has the ability – to, to get to the postseason, but a lot of it's contingent on how the quarterback plays. And if we're being honest, since the bye week, Geno Smith has not played good football. He has not played like the quarterback that we saw the first two months of the regular se- first three months of the regular season. And so now would be a good time for him to have a resurgence to be a part of the Seahawks making a playoff push. Because we also got to know that Seattle is going to have a top five pick courtesy of the Denver Broncos. They could potentially go after a quarterback if they so choose in the draft. And I think whether or not they do that is going to depend on what they see from Geno down the stretch. And last one here for me on this. If he wins this game tonight, do we officially have to start believing in Brock Purdy? Yeah, like if I don't he know. plays I don't, well tonight. Yeah, I mean, I don't know how you how you don't believe in him, Carlin. I mean, it's it's a game it and be a half check, so it far, be, really, or two games. It would be checking another box, right? We right. we seen him in two games. Last week was his first NFL start, which he had the highest QBR in the entire league in Week 14. Now we get an opportunity to see him start a road game, and so we want to see 
Can he operate the offense with the crowd noise, the side adjustments with the receivers at the line of scrimmage, being able to diagnose the defense, being able to get in and out of the cuddle, all of those things. We want to see if he can manage that aspect of the game and still play with the same level of poise that he's demonstrated over their last two wins. If he can, then that's a huge plus for Brock Purdy individually, but I also think it's a huge plus for the 49ers in terms of their prospects because this is a team that has championship aspirations. And at some point we know in the postseason, you're going to have to go on the road and be able to win a football game. And we don't know what's going to happen with Jimmy Garoppolo, but having this experience to draw on for Brock Purdy, if he's able to get out of here with a win, is going to go a long ways in terms of instilling confidence that he can do it once we get to the postseason. Canteen Carlin, ESPN Radio, presented by Progressive Insurance. Also on your smart speaker by saying play ESPN Radio. Up next, Geno Smith, not the only quarterback with a lot on the line in this last month of the year, as we know. But moving forward, what will it mean for many of these quarterbacks in their futures with their organization? We examine in moments on ESPN Radio. We all know breakfast is an important part of your day. But sometimes when you're traveling for business, you end up staying at a hotel that doesn't offer any. You know what happens? You grab a cup of coffee and skip the meal entirely. We've all been there. But if you book a room at La Quinta by Wyndham, you can enjoy their free bright side breakfast featuring delicious baked goods, fruit, eggs, yogurt, and waffles. And really, who doesn't want to start their day with a fresh, hot waffle? Tonight, La Quinta, tomorrow you shine. Book direct at LQ.com. Hi, this is ESPN's Mike Greenberg, and ESPN Bet is ready to take you through all the biggest sports moments this spring. The official sports book of ESPN has exclusive offers and markets from Scott Van Pelt, Stephen A. Smith, and me. From the playoff intensity to finally getting out to the ballpark, there's no better time for sports fans. Sign up today, and new users get $100 in bonus bets for making any sports book bet. Download ESPN Bet today. What a play. Must be 21 plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details. Did you miss Canty and Carlin? The reason to talk about the NFL and do it in a fast-paced way. Canty and Carlin, play with pace. Because I have the attention span of a nap what we're doing we're playing with pace we are firing through some quarterbacks we don't know who's coming up on the list and canty we will tell you what the future holds for that quarterback all right let's do it let's do it let's spin the wheel and find out on the wheel of quarterbacks that we're talking about is brock purdy with the 49ers next year i think he probably is as a backup I don't, you know, in no world do I believe that Brock Purdy is the starting quarterback for the 49ers next year. Carlin, if Brock Purdy quarterbacks the 49ers to, let's say, the NFC Championship game, it's going to be real interesting to see how they handle that situation when with Trey Lance returning from injury in 2023. I get that this franchise invested three first-round draft picks in Trey Lance, but, Carlin, confidence comes from demonstrated performance. If the guy proves that he can help you win a division title and he wins multiple playoff games, 
How do you pull the plug on him being your week one starter in 2023? I I think they'll pull it because of exactly what you just said. That they gave up as much as they did to go get Trey Lance. That's risky. Listen, you make that move, you better damn well be right as the head coach because the locker room is going to be looking at you sideways. There's going to be one guy, one guy who I think will be the quarterback of the 49ers that would not be either of those two, and I don't think Purdy's going to be the starter. And the only guy I think would be there in place of Lance is Tom Brady. Yeah, I mean, now now that's different. If Tom Brady decides he wants to go to San Francisco, then Tom Brady will be there. But either way, Brock Purdy will be a 49er. It's just a matter of is he going to be the starter or is he going to be a backup? And I think a lot of that is contingent on what we see the rest of the way. Spin the wheel. Boy, this is a good one. (laughs) He'll be on the Jets. He'll absolutely be on the Jets. And Canty, I'm starting to believe that he's going to be the starter. I I don't think he'll be a star, but I think they've got their answer on Zach Wilson already. Yeah, this one's simple for me. Mike White, get the Jets into the playoffs. That's it. It's easy. Get him into the playoffs. You get him into the playoffs, then you're going to be the week one starter. There's no reason for them to go spend big money on Jimmy Garoppolo or somebody of that elk. Just stay with Mike White. He's not going to cost you a fortune. You can spread that money around to other areas of your team. You've got a dominant defense. You've got a really good skill position core on offense. Once Brees Hall gets back, probably going to have offensive rookie of the year with Garrett Wilson. You can upgrade the offensive line a little bit. They've had some injury uh, injuries up front. They could use a little tweak up front. But this team has all the makings of a squad that can be – a deep, deep playoff run team in 2023. I just think Mike White, in order to solidify his spot, has to get him into the postseason. It does remind me a little bit of Glenn Foley in 97. They get to the brink of the playoffs, almost get in. The next year, Foley's the starter week one. He doesn't play well. They turn it over to Vinny Testaverde, and they go to the AFC Championship game. I would still bring in a veteran like Jimmy Garoppolo if they could, just to have a backup plan, because this Mike White thing reminds me a lot of Glenn Foley. Hmm. Hmm. I think Mike White. I think Chris is right. I'm. If he gets them to the playoffs, job is yours. Let yeah. it go. Let it. Let it fly. Yeah. All right. Next. I think he's quarterback in the Packers. Mm. Uh, Aaron Rodgers is going to be somewhere else next year. Mm. Somebody will. Chris, I. I continue to think that Pittsburgh really would be an intriguing place for Aaron Rodgers. I, it, I think they like him. It would be. I mean, that's a franchise. That's a quarterback away. They did invest in Kenny Pickett, but I don't think you've seen anything from Kenny Pickett that would keep you from going after A-Rod. It would be expensive. It would cost you a couple of first-round draft picks, and you'd have to absorb a huge salary. But for a defense that's built to win now, it seems like that move would make sense. But I'm with you. It doesn't make any sense for the Green Bay Packers to run it back with Aaron Rodgers, pay him $50 million a year to miss the playoffs. That's stupid. So I think it ends up being Jordan Love. They got to make a decision on this fifth-year option this offseason. I think they exercise that option and give themselves two years to evaluate what Jordan Love is and evaluate where the franchise is. But I don't think Aaron Rodgers is quarterback in the Green Bay Packers beyond 2022. Spin it. I I don't think the Raiders are going to move on. I, I know everybody wants them to, but I, I continue to go back to 
Who is better than Derek Carr that the Raiders are going to be able to go get? I just don't see it. And so with that being the case, be careful what you wish for when you're talking about getting rid of Derek Carr. And you also have Devontae Adams right now in his prime. You cannot waste that. No, you can't waste that, but a big part of why Devontae came to the Raiders was because of his relationship with Derek Carr. They throw together in the offseason. Yeah. Devontae Adams wasn't catching passes from Aaron Rodgers this past offseason. He was catching passes from Derek Carr. They work out together out on the West Coast. So it just makes sense to keep Derek Carr around. It's a team-friendly deal. The Raiders can get out of it whenever they want. Um, it just it just feels like it makes it, especially, Carlin, with the backdrop of what happened last year and how steady Derek Carr was amidst all the chaos within yeah. the Raiders organization. That's got to buy you something. And so I think that they stayed, of course, with Derek Carr. It was the first year with a new head coach, a new offensive scheme. Just give it some time to see what it can become. Spin it. He's this toast. Is... He's toast. He's gone. <laughs> He's out of there, baby. So it's Ryan... Malik Willis next year. Yeah, Ryan Tannehill will not be the starting quarterback. Well, where will he be? For the Tennessee Titans. Will he Ryan, be starting somewhere, or will he be a backup somewhere? Well, no, Ryan Tannehill will be a starter. There are never enough quality starting quarterbacks to go around. Is it a place like Indy? Is it a place like Houston? Oh, we'll see. I, I think Ryan Tannehill ultimately gets relegated to bridge status. Could I see a world where Ryan Tannehill is the starting quarterback for the New Orleans Saints? Absolutely, because the Saints don't have a first-round draft pick. They don't have a way to be able to address the position outside of free agency. So Ryan Tannehill as a free agent that you would bring in if he's cut by the Titans or Ryan Tannehill as a trade target for the New Orleans Saints makes a ton of sense. And if you're Tennessee, I mean, you're tired of being in the status quo where you don't have a quarterback that's as dynamic as you would like uh, in today's NFL. So Ryan Tannehill not going to be with the Titans. I'm going to say that he's with the New Orleans Saints next year. Uh, That's a good spot for him, but God – if he ends up with the Colts, you're going to go from Phillip Rivers to Carson Wentz to Matt Ryan to Ryan Tannehill. Oof. Yeah. yeah, it's not <laughs> That's great. That's a not, rough not, go. Not, not great, Bob. No, not it is great. not great. One more spin. Let's go. That's interesting. I I think Taylor, Taylor Heineke is going to be starting for the, Reds, uh, for the, for the Commanders next year. You think so? I do. I like Taylor Heineke. Where is the upgrade that they are going to get? I don't know that there's an upgrade for them right now at the position. Yeah, they don't I don't have see the it. pick to go do. I mean, they have the pick, but not high enough to go do it. And listen again, that guy gets him to the pl- to the playoffs. He deserves another opportunity. No, no, I'm with you on that one, and I see Washington fortifying their skill position core or their defense. With their first-round pick, and I could see them drafting a developmental prospect in the second or third round uh, uh, of uh, April's draft. But Taylor Heineke has shown enough to be able to allow him to be the week one starter. They tried to do this, getting a veteran with Carson Wentz. We saw how much of a disaster that was. It feels like it's Taylor Heineke's time. The team has responded since he's become the starting quarterback. I mean, Carlin, think about this, man. This is a team that over the last eight games – has won six of them and tied in one. I mean, you've only lost once in the last eight games. So, I mean, I think it's it's Taylor Eideke's opportunity, especially if he gets this team to the postseason, which it looks like they're poised to do. 
Canty and Carlin, ESPN Radio, and on the ESPN app. And an excellent point uh, by Evan, and that is that uh, on the, the idea of a developmental quarterback, Washington did draft Sam Howell this past year from from North Carolina, who a lot of people were very high on. So maybe he somehow figures into it. Hmm, we'll see. Canty and Carlin, ESPN Radio, we are interested in making money. We have Thursday night football. There are props involved in Thursday night betting. So we're going to combine all of that and try to make it happen for you, Captain. That's next on ESPN Radio. Tired of ads interrupting your favorite sports podcasts? Good news. Ad-free listening is available on Amazon Music, included with your Prime membership. Amazon Music offers the most ad-free top podcasts. Enjoy shows like First Take, Pardon the Interruption, and The Low Post, available ad-free and uninterrupted. To start listening, download the Amazon Music app or go to Amazon.com slash ESPN Pods. That's Amazon.com slash ESPN Pods to catch up on the latest episodes without the ads. 10 seconds on the clock. How many things can you name that are always growing? Your relationships, your skills, your customer base. How about businesses on Shopify? (laughs) Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify is there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash network, all lowercase. Go to shopify.com slash network now to grow your business. No matter what stage you're in, shopify.com slash network. Did you miss Canty and Carlin? We're not afraid to tell you when we got something right. Wow, you were right. Or wrong. That was terrible. It's time to give props. All right. Time to make a little money in here, too. We'll tell you when we're wrong and when we're right, but we'll also tell you when there's a chance to make some money. We're going to give some props right now, as in some Thursday night football prop bets. Our host will be Evan Wilner here on Canty and Carlin. He is the producer of the show. Mr. Wilder, go. Brock Purdy, over, under, one and a half touchdown pass, says Chris Canty. I'm going to go under just because it'll be easier for the San Francisco 49ers to run the football than it will to throw. And plus, Brock Purdy is dealing with an oblique injury. As somebody that's had that injury, it's really painful. I couldn't imagine having to throw a football 20, 30 times. So I think that Kyle Shanahan keeps it on the ground against a run defense that since week nine has given up no since week 10 has given up 209 yards per game so yeah i think this is going to be a light night's work for brock purdy yeah i'm going under you know why it's called common sense i think this is one of those nights where he's going to have a little bit of a tricky time throwing the football especially with no debo out there i'm going under geno smith to throw an interception yes or no chris carlin Ooh. Geno Smith to throw an interception. Canty, I'm going to go yes. Give me a Geno pick. Let's make it happen. And the primary reason is that the 49ers defense is just so good. Shorter week, they're on the road, but I, I do expect them to be able to force a turnover in this game. 
Seahawks got to protect the football if they're going to have any chance in this game. Geno has had six turnovers in the last three games. So I say no. I think he's hyper-focused on protecting the football. I don't see Geno throwing a pick, so I'm going to say no to Geno throwing a pick. Plus 110, plus money not to throw a pick. Minus 151 to throw a pick. Christian McCaffrey over under 123.5 total rushing plus receiving yards, Chris Canty. Hammer the over on this one. Did you hear what I said Hammer. about the Seahawks defense? Since week 10, they've given up 209 yards rushing per game. For those of you keeping track, they've given up 838 yards rushing over the last four games. It's not great, Bob. Christian McCaffrey has a day tonight. Yeah, I would uh, I would have to ride the over here. It would It would just be silly to go under. McCaffrey has been so important to the 49ers. I can't stress enough how great it is for them that they made that trade. Because now, especially without Debo, I I think his role is going to be even larger than it has been, if that's possible. Let's go over. Geno Smith, over under 22.5 completions, Chris Carlin. Ooh, I'm going under. 22.5 doesn't feel like a huge number, but I still think, Canty, it's a little bit tricky there. Uh, Again, riding with the 49ers defense in this, I will go under 22 and a half completions. I could see that number around 18 or 19. Yeah, I'm going to go under two. Kenneth Walker the third being back. I, I think Seattle tries to keep this thing in between the tackles. I know that it's tailor-made for that 49ers defense, but these two teams, they don't like each other. There are no state secrets. Seattle's going to come out and try to out-physical the 49ers defensive front, use that running back, Kenneth Walker, as a battering ram. So, Don't think it's going to be a night where they're dropping back 30 times, so I'm going to go under on completions for Geno, too. Brock Purdy's longest reception, over under 33.5 yards, Chris Carlin. (sighs) Under. Debo's not out there. 33.5's a decent-sized number. He's got Kittle. He's got Ayuk. If Debo was out there, I'd say yes. I'm going to go under, Chris. Yeah, I'm with you on that one, too. I'm going to go under. I, I, you know, I know he managed to play with that oblique injury against the Tampa Bay Bucks, but that was in the moment he was all warmed up. It's a different thing altogether to have to get going in your cold. So I, I don't see him airing it out. I don't see a, 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 a completion way down the field, so I'll go under, too. Fred Warner, I love Fred Warner. I think he's the most underrated player in all of football. Fred Warner, Chris Canty, over under seven and a half tackles plus assists tonight. Well, I think Seattle's going to come out and try to run the ball, so I think that lends itself to big tackle numbers for Fred Warner and Dre Greenlaw, who's playing at a Pro Bowl level. So I'm going to go over seven and a half tackles for Fred Warner. Yeah, I'm there with you, too. This one feels like a Lockadini to me. I'm on board with that for Fred Warner. Give me seven and a half over. Let's go. Tyler Lockett, last one, over, under, five and a half receptions. Well, here's the thing, Chris. We are playing a similar wager as part of our play of the night. So do we think that Tyler Lockett has over five and a half receptions? I will say this. Tyler Lockett has caught touchdown passes in six straight games, Carlin. Yes, he has. If he catches one tonight... He will tie 
Devontae Adams for a streak that goes back to 2020, where Devontae Adams caught touchdown passes in seven straight games. I, I, I don't know, man. I, 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 I go back and forth. And I know the play that we have, but I actually like Tyler Lockett over five and a half receptions. I'm going under. I, it took me a second there. I've been thinking about it, but I, I'm going to go. I think Tyler Lockett's going to have like four catches tonight. Okay. Because as I think about our other play, and it'll become clear in a moment, and I think about what I just said about Geno's completions, eh, I think it gets a little dicey. I'm going under five and a half catches for Tyler Lockett. Love, give props. Love it. Love, love, love it. You know what else props are part of? Tonight's primetime parlay. What do we Hello. like to do? What do we like to do, my friend? We like to make people money. And, and listen, let's call it what it is. We need this tonight. We yeah. need this tonight. We need this, to get. This is a gotta have it parlay, just like it's a gotta have it game for the Seahawks. Bingo. It's next. Canty and Carlin on ESPN Radio. Now, let's talk about the play of the week. The pressure to follow up Hypnotic and Cognac, weighing heavy on the team. Hypnotic was in the cup, blue and ready for the play. And boom! Añejo Tequila came in with a smooth assist to Hypnotic's tropical fruit finish. Shaken, strained, poured. It was green and good! The playmaking splash shifted the tempo. Another great cocktail from the Hypnotic team. Every season is Hypnotic and Tequila season. Hypnotic Liqueur, Bardstown, Kentucky, 17% alcohol by volume. Hypnotic reminds you to think wisely, drink wisely. Did you miss Canty and Carlin? The taste of money, the smell of wealth. Canty and Carlin's best play of the night. The taste of money. It's a prime time parlay, baby. It's Canty and Carlin, ESPN Radio, and on the ESPN app, it is our play of the day. We are presented by Progressive Insurance. Okay, Thursday night football. Canty, we have got two of our selections for this three-leg parlay, so we need to make up a decision on our third. Mm-hmm. We are going under the total in this game between the 49ers and the Seahawks. That under, is correct. Under 43. Under 43. DK Metcalf, over five and a half receptions. Yes. DK Metcalf, over five and a half receptions. And we just need one more. Now, just to give you a couple I was looking at, Christian McCaffrey rushing yards alone is 80 and a half. Mm-hmm. The rushing attempts is 18 and a half. Uh, McCaffrey's catches, four and a half. And let's see. Yeah, that's basically about it. Receiving yards for McCaffrey are at 38 and a half. Mm-hmm. Uh, anybody else you want to know about? No, I, I'm I'm deliberating right now. I'm thinking about it. And I, I think Christian McCaffrey has a big day on the ground. I don't know 
if we're going to get to 18 and a half carries. Number just dropped to 79 and a half rushing yards. I like that. Yeah. I like that. I like Christian McCaffrey going over Ooh. 79 and a half. Oh, if we hit this. Oh. What we got? Plus 850. Oh. <laughs> Hello. Let's do it. Hello. So we're going the total under 43. We're going DK Metcalf over five and a half catches. Christian McCaffrey over 79 and a half receiving, uh, rushing yards. Rushing yards. That is on Caesar Sports, Sportsbook at plus 850. I like it. I like it a lot. Well done. Well My done. Man. There is your play of the day. Sometimes it's the worst. Sometimes it's the best. Either way, we'll get you straight with everything you need to know. This is three and out. I'm very bullish on that play. I like I that, play that play a lot. I love I really that play, do. Carlin. I love it. I love everything about it. Okay, number one on three and out tonight. The Time Lord returns. Hello. Celtic center Robert Williams planning to make his debut against Orlando on Friday. That's what Woj is saying. The team upgraded him to questionable for the game. He had left knee surgery in the offseason. So, look, the Celtics have been phenomenal to start the season, but they have missed Robert Williams. This is a big, big addition. No question about it, Carlin. And even though their defensive rating is top 10, you're talking about a team that's given up you know, a lot of points. They're 13th in points allowed per game. So I think this is a situation where you get your rim protector back. It makes everybody else a little bit better in terms of their ability to be more aggressive, to give you tighter coverage, because you know that the time lord can erase any of those mistakes if guys are be able to beat you off the bounce. He can block shots. That's what he's there for. It makes it that much better defensively. And we know the impact that that's going to have on Boston's transition offense. So, it's going to be huge for them. Right now, Carlin, they got the best record in the NBA, but they've had some shaky performances on their last road trip. Time Lord, I think, solidifies their defense to the point where you don't have to worry about those inconsistencies from the Celtics night to night. Celtics sitting right now at 22-7, and seven, as that is, as Canty said, the best record in the league. Uh, they have got Orlando two times in a row next couple of days on Friday night. And then again on Sunday. Okay, uh, number two, this is kind of interesting and frankly a little surprised by it. Drew Brees has been hired as an interim assistant coach at Purdue. Now, of course, Brees played at Purdue. Uh, he wanted to help during the coaching transition. Remember, Jeff Brom left, went to Louisville. Yeah. So he's going to assist the team in prepping for the Citrus Bowl and coaching the game. Aiden O'Connell, their quarterback, is skipping the game. He is which not is, going to play. Which is wild to me, right? It's yeah. just, just to skip games. But, um, no, this is interesting that Drew Brees is throwing his hat in the coaching ring. And you, I, I, I want to see what comes from this, Carl. I'm curious about it more so than anything because this is not something that I thought would be on Drew Brees' radar. But it is his alma mater. It's Big Ten football. And, We'll see what happens in their matchup against LSU in the Citrus Bowl. But I think it's fun to have Drew Brees a part of football in this capacity. And, and Canty, here's the other thing. He is allowed to recruit. 
via an NCAA waiver, and signing day is next week. Oh, man, could you imagine if you're a recruit that's on the fence and considering Purdue, you get a phone call from Drew Brees? Or even better, an in-home visit. Man. <laughs> Where do shows I shows up at the door, Mom, it's Where Drew Brees. Where do I sign? <laughs> exactly. This is your mayhem moment. It's brought to you by Allstate. Protect yourself from mayhem and save money by switching to Allstate. And then Jim Ursay said today at the NFL owners' meetings, Jeff Saturday is a candidate for the full-time coaching job. I think Jeff's a candidate, but I think there are a lot of great candidates out there. I think there's a lot of great candidates in college. The pool needs to be broadened somewhat more. There's some great college coaches that may be capable. There's some unknown coaches that may be capable. Uh, The league did make clear that while Jeff was hired uh, as an interim coach, they will, of course, be going through the Rooney rule and everything that they need to do. Uh, Even if they intend on hiring Jeff, they still need to – go through the process here. I don't think Jeff is going to get the job full-time. What do you think? No, I don't think he's going to be the full-time guy either. I think Jim Ursay brought him in to try to steady the ship. Uh, I think this is a situation where they're going to go through an extensive interview process to try to land on the best candidate. But here's what they do have going for him, Carlin. They'll have a top-ten pick, and they'll have an opportunity to be aggressive in getting a quarterback and solidifying that part of the franchise that's eluded – them for the better part of the last, what, five, six years. So I think it's a situation um, where they're going to find somebody else other than Jeff Saturday to shepherd the team. I do see Jeff Saturday staying on in some type of role. It just won't be as the head coach on the sideline. So basically what you're saying is mission accomplished. (laughs) Yeah, (laughs) exactly what I'm saying. That's exactly what I'm saying. We'll win the first game to throw him off the scent. And then we'll lose the rest of them. (laughs) And right now the Colts sit with the seventh pick uh, if the season ended today. So we'll see either that or, you know what, a little Ryan Tannehill never hurt anybody. Actually, it it kind of has in a few days. Carlin, weekdays on ESPN Radio and on ESPN Plus.